0: i'm so vain i'm pretty sure this song is about me i'm so vain don't you think this song is about me don't you don't you oh today is sunday september 27th 2020 my name is joe batanz and i am the host of the show known as This Joe Bittance, a show where I, Joe Bittance, talk to you, the listener, about everything that's going on in my life. And today, things happened, will happen, and we're going to talk about it right here on This Joe Bittance, right here on Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, the name of this show is This Job Tance. And today is the episode that covers everything that happened on Sunday, September 27th, 2020, in the life of me, Jobse. I'm the guy in this Jobs. What's funny is today on paper not much happened, but yet so much happened. Uh Jay Ellis, John Paul, and J. Ellis's boyfriend Paul. Uh Came for a visit, and we had a really good time. Let's go through the day, chapter, and verse. Um, one of my favorite things in the world, and it happens now frequently, My f- well, let me jump back a little bit. My favorite time of day, I would say, is between... I don't know what the rough start time is, but definitely like 2 or 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. That weird... Night, that is night, you know, my favorite time of day, but I'm rarely ever up during that time of day because I am sleeping. Um, isn't that so weird that for like eight hours we're just unconscious? That's so weird. I just thought about it right now, it really hit me that for most of the time I'm just literally unconscious, uh, during that time, anyway. Um, but, um, oh, you know, I had a well. How do I say this? I'm going to say something that gets covered later. Um, my girlfriend. This will get. This will be explained later. My girlfriend Aiden. Uh, works at Starbucks. And sometimes he has to open the store, and he has to be there at four thirty a.m. And one of my favorite things to do. He he finds it difficult to understand this, but he enjoys the benefit of it. I love waking up early with him and talking to him on his way into work. I love it. I love it more than anything. It is one of my favorite things to do. He has never asked me to do this. In fact, he's he's grown accustomed to it. So, it's not a big deal now, but in the beginning he was like like surprised to the point where like don't do this please that i wanted to do this but i love it and it's it's such a great thing because you know he gets to work and he likes to go to work about 15, he gets to, he gets to show to, like work about 10 to 15 minutes early sorry he's yawning there i'm actually recording this later than usual um he likes to show up to like work like 10 to 15 minutes early so he can have coffee on his own no matter what time of day he gets there even if like tomorrow he works at like 2 p.m. or something because he closes and he'll get there 15 minutes early so he can get in get accustomed to all that stuff and so like by 4 th- I think he worked at 4.45 today no no he worked at 4.30 so by 4.20 uh, he said goodbye and I went right back to sleep and I sleep so well I sleep so well after I talked to him and what's so funny is we're both so tired at that time he hasn't had his coffee yet he's exhausted I'm, um, you know, barely waking up and conscious and we have like the most, uh, dead conversation there. we talk, but it's like, Oh, really? You did that. Oh, that's so great. blah, 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 blah. One of the things we talked, I don't know if it was when he got, cause he got, he only worked till eight thirty in the morning. So he called me at eight 32, not eight thirty-two at that time. He called me at eight 30 as well on his way home. And, uh, what's interesting is I just slept pretty much close to that time, you know? And, uh, it's a great sleep. Oh, my God, I, I get such a great sleep after that 4 a.m. call. It's weird. It's almost a weird way of, of guaranteeing me great sleep. Uh, but in one of those calls, either the first one or the second one today, uh... I told him, and I don't know why this came up, that I would think it'd be so cute to call him my girlfriend. And he said that he would think it's cute too, because he sees himself as gender fluid. And what's funny, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show before. But but uh, I also see myself as gender fluid, and and I guess in my own way, what I mean is I mostly identify as male, but the fluidity comes with in any sort of like um, group of women of which I'm a part of. Like I have a few groups of friends where they're all women, and then I'm the male. Um, I see I don't see myself as a male in a group of women. I see myself as another female in the group and i think that's where my gender fluidity comes in is like when i'm talking to chris and mercedes i don't see it as mercedes talking to her husband and her male friend i see it as mercedes and her girlfriend talking to her husband and it's really very bizarre and that's why i think there there is a fluidity to gender fluidity it's not even strictly that male it's it's beautiful so um yeah i love i mean i'm not gonna always call aiden my girlfriend but um yeah so we had that call today so it was 4 a.m call eight thirty a.m call sleep in the middle uh then i woke up and uh talked to aiden and then after that um was uh i had to go with my father to the supermarket to get some a few things for our regular sunday brunch then we had said sunday brunch And it was very nice. It's been a very nice... It's going to heat back up tomorrow, but it's been a very, very nice weather here in California, Southern California, for the past uh, couple of days for the weekend. And so we sort of relish in that great weather. And then um, I came in and I did Drag Race Holland. I don't think I've completely cracked the code for Drag Race Holland, but today's episode was... Evidence for me that we're going in the right direction uh, for Drag Race Holland, and so uh, yeah, that was uh, a really. It, it, but I'm telling you, it took a lot of work. This is, I think, for those of you who listen to Drag Race Holland, I'm talking nonstop while the episode airs, and it's meant to be audio that you can listen to while you watch the episode so it corresponds with what you're seeing on the television but yet has to be uh extra for for what you're seeing so not i the first week i was doing a lot of play-by-play but nobody wants play-by-play they want commentary and so to build up that commentary prepare for it believe it or not you can't just totally go in and ad-lib it. Today, when I recorded it, it was the third viewing that I had of this episode. Because I had to watch it once casually, then watch it again and take notes and and uh, do research and go on Reddit and do all that. And then I actually had to watch it again for a third time and record the show. It's more than I watch for any other Drag Race show. So it's um it's quite a bit of work. But um I think it's coming together. And I think... I think ultimately it might be the way you do the foreign language shows. Is is you do a, sort of a a, a live uh, commentary track that people can listen to. So we recorded that, and then I had a little bit of a break to take a shower and get ready for other people because Jay Ellis and John Paul were coming at well, respectively, two p.m. and two thirty p.m. Um, so I asked John Paul to get here too. J. Ellis to get here at 2.30, uh, for a number of reasons. One, I wanted to spend some time with John Paul, uh, before J. Ellis got there, and it turned into a group thing, and then also, um, it made it just easier so that when J. Ellis gets here, the party's here, everyone's here, let's do this, you know? And, uh, so, um, when I... Uh, oh, so when John, so I was getting ready for that. Then Lori and I did uh, a very quick version of Fat Camp because she had to go somewhere to visit her dad, and I had to get ready for Jay and John Paul. And then I only had a few minutes after recording Fat Camp, and then Jay Ellis and John Paul arrived. John Paul right first, and like I said, he now let me tell you all the preparations that came beforehand. So Jay Ellis and his boyfriend take these uh, pandemic precautions very seriously, as do I. I would say they, they say they take them just as seriously, if not more seriously, than I do. Okay. Same with John Paul. But I knew Jay Ellis was on another, not another level. He's in the same level, but very nervous. This was very important to Jay Ellis because he and his boyfriend take it so seriously. That it's eliminated their ability to hang out with other people dramatically. So he was very much looking forward to seeing other people and having fun conversation, but to be safe. And luckily, my parents have a very spread out backyard, and so I. But I wanted to make it extra, extra, you know, uh, comforting for him. So I don't know if I ever talked about this, but. A few weeks ago on Amazon, I just – I don't know how I came upon this. They had uh, hand sanitizer for sale or – I got it for a really good price. And I thought it was going to be four like conventional sizes of hand sanitizer. But instead, it was these gigantic bottles of hand sanitizer. Like they were ginormous bottles of hand sanitizer. And so I went and bought another round. They had sold out and then another round popped up and I bought those – So I have a lot of hand sanitizer, enough to last me for a very long time. And um, I put that out there. I had masks, and I wore a mask. And um, Jean-Paul and I hung out, had a really good time catching up. We were talking about show business stuff, and then Jay Ellis showed up. And, you know, uh, today's Hangout was brought to you by Dr. Fauci. And that's actually how the, even the idea of hanging out came about because um, there was this article that I found – the article is actually kind of old. I think it's from like July, but I just recently came across it where um, people uh, – the, 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 I think it was the Washington Post asked Dr. Fauci and about four or five other uh, uh, disease experts um, – not all of them were doctors but disease experts – Um, what they do in their, in their normal lives during this pandemic, like, and ask them very basic questions. How do you go to the grocery store? How do you have people visit and stuff like that? And so Dr. Fauci talked about, uh, what he does to, when he has visitors. First of all, he only has people that he trusts are keeping safe. They only do it outdoors. Uh, they wear masks when they're not eating. They sit six, at least six feet apart. And they also bring their own food. Or if he buys the food, he makes sure each meal is packaged individually. So uh, John Paul, as much as I told him we were all going to be eating, John Paul ate at his, his mother's house. So he didn't bring any food. J L Ellis and his boyfriend brought their own food. But they also brought some pastries for everybody and then uh i got a sandwich at jimmy john's yeah i didn't didn't go fancy they went to a fancy q and bakery i went to jimmy john's by the way the sandwich at jimmy John's was so good anyway um so they um they were they, they jails and it was just i'll be honest with you it was everything that I needed. It was I wish I could do it once a week. I really do. Uh the right now the plans are, you know, Jay Ellis' bosses are leaving for uh a very, very, very long stay in Europe uh coming soon. And so they want him to stay at their different properties just to check in on them, make sure they're okay and safe and you know uh people know know that someone's living there could be gone for a long time so uh Jay and Paul invited me and John Paul to the palm springs one uh sometime in end of October early November and uh so we're gonna take him up on that offer i believe, and um yeah, but anyway, I wish I could do it once a week. Um, I don't know. I only I really only trust John Paul. I guess maybe I can go see Mercedes in a week or two. We shall see. Um, but just seeing other people, having a change of scenery and uh and being able to have a conversation. And it, it, there's something I know we have these podcasts, I'm talking to people all the time. There is something about a face-to-face conversation uh that it, that was the recliner whenever you hear weird noises it's usually the recliner of death there is something about a face to face conversation that you just can't be beat it's that human contact that i've missed so much and that i get so rarely i mean obviously i have it with my parents but just to have a different set of faces you know who talk about different things uh who are your contemporaries and with the same interests. It was just it was a lot we that we laughed. Oh my god, we laughed so much. And uh it was a really, really good time had by all. Fantastic. Uh I wish that there were was there any funny takeaways. Let me tell you what the big takeaways were. Uh J Ellis uh uses uh Avon's oh So Soft uh moisturizer because it's a natural mosquito repellent uh jay's boyfriend paul revealed something about jay's old boss not the current boss that i don't think jay wanted anyone to know and that was funny because paul told some tales out of school uh john paul you know we thought we gossiped a little bit about celebrities you know our little celebrity gossip and uh i don't know it was really really fun and it talked a lot about politics the law what's going on in the world we talked about uh we talked about um peloton o oh, j boyfriend used two different food delivery services and so we were talking about the merits of that uh i don't know and the topics just switched so much going back and forth and it was like they i don't think they left until it's like 6:30 so they were here for 3 or 4 hours Maybe 6 or 6.30. I think closer to 6.30, though. Let's say 6, though. So they were here for three and a half hours. So a lot of convert and just nonstop talking and conversing and stuff like that. Great time. So then they leave, and my parents had gone to see my brother in the meanwhile, but then they had arrived back, so Jay got to meet Betty, and I think he was very excited about that, and um, uh, very briefly, they waved to each other and uh you know what's funny is i think i told that story about she thought they would want an, so she was like so jay asked for her autograph and she laughed and um then after they left i came inside and uh believe it or not it been so long i was hungry for dinner so we had dinner uh i had my brother had made a pulled pork and so he sent some with my dad and i had that with um A little bit of rice. I'm really trying to cut down on my carbs, especially at night. And uh, a little bit of rice with that. And then what did I do? Uh, A little bit of rice. And um, oh, then afterwards, my parents told me that my niece, Lucy, was really sad that she hadn't played Animal Crossing with me and that she wanted to play Animal Crossing with me. So I played Animal Crossing with her for about half an hour to an hour. And we went to each other's islands, and she's always running out of money. So Uncle... Rich Uncle Money Penny, had to give her some dough. And I don't know what she's spending her money... I asked her, what are you spending your money on? She just just said clothes. That was it. And, um... (laughs) I don't know. She's crazy. Fucking 10-year-old girl playing... What's funny is, 10-year-old girl is exactly who should be playing Animal Crossing, and I'm, like, judging her on how she plays Animal Crossing. And then, after that, um... Oh, when I got back to my phone, you know, my phone was put away for three or four hours. So I got back to my phone. I saw just a flurry of text messages about the Trump tax returns. And I'll be honest with you. So then at like right after I talked to my niece, I talked to Adam Vaught for a long time. And then after that, I just read the Trump tax return article, the actual real full length article which I think I almost kind of want to read again because there's so much information it was difficult to digest the whole thing, but man, what a fucking beautiful masterpiece of journalism and just well written and just taking him down point by point the, the tragedy is that it's only going to be playing to an echo chamber because the only people who will actually read that entire article are people who already hate Trump and all the MAGA people will instead rely on, because there's no way there's so much information the liberal media will only rely on the more sensational parts when there's a lot of stuff in them that's very damning, that just isn't sexy from a media perspective and uh, oh there's music, and then Fox, the conservative media will just spin it At what a great businessman Donald Trump is, but if you actually read the article, he's a terrible businessman, and is uh, what a it's frustrating and yet so exhilarating. Anyway, we're going to do it for today's episode of this Job at We will see you guys tomorrow, right here on Afterthought Media.